Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back and happy Saturday to you. It's the Pixie Podcast, which means we're taking a break from the normal uh, stuff, I guess, that we talk about here on the Annie Fry Show podcast. And we're talking a little Disney World and we're doing it with my friend and Disney travel agent and co-worker, Erica. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving weekend. It is the best. Yes. Love Thanksgiving. First Thanksgiving for the little six-month-old? It is. It is. He's, uh, I got a little, I came, I saw, I ate, I napped. <laughs> <laughs> and then what'd you get for the kids? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, That's, that's right? just me. Yeah. Um, I love Thanksgiving weekend and certainly... Christmas is upon us now, and when Christmas is upon us, a lot of people are thinking about gifts, and every once in a while you see those stories of people who do the Disney World vacation underneath the Christmas tree, and if you are that person, or if you are nowhere near planning your first Disney World vacation, or if you're someone who's just always thinking about when your next Disney World vacation is, this is the podcast for you. So we have done a few episodes so far of the Disney, or the Pixie podcast, I should say here. First one was Common Apprehensions of planning a Disney World vacation for the first time, which pretty much is summed up as, it sounds fun, but it looks really complicated. So the first episode uh, that you should go check out on this this podcast is basically those apprehensions that a lot of people have and our response to that. The second one was Disney World vocabulary. There are words like Fast Pass and Magic Band and Memory Maker and ADR and, and all these different things that you will need to know. We just basically... Simplify it. It's the bold-faced words in your fifth-grade social study book. And so Disney vocabulary is the second one. And then we have now also done one podcast on Magic Kingdom, one podcast on Epcot, and today's is the podcast on... Hollywood Studios. Awesome. Which is a crazy changing place. It is definitely seen the most reimagination over the years. And to Reimagination me- is another vocabulary yeah. word. <laughs> That's a Disney word for reconstruction, improvements, so on Imagineers, so forth. Imagineers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it will always be MGM Studios, and I'm sure a lot of people will hear that. It's has gone through many, many transformations. It was the third park to open in the cluster of four, and uh, it was actually open to rival Universal Studios, which is why it was kind of chaotically thrown together, because they were kind of up against the wire. Just a solution to what Universal was doing. Exactly. So it has... Hollywood Hollywood Studios, MGM, whichever people call it, it's now officially Hollywood Studios. Uh, it was meant to be like the Hollywood that never was and will always be. So it has that glamour, mm-hmm. glitz and glamour feel. So Hollywood Studios is MGM. It is. So if you've heard of MGM, 
It is no longer. It is now Hollywood Studios. It used to be a working studio. They had a backlot tour, which was amazing, and it took you and it saw the costuming, and it was a real working studio. Uh, and that is no more. It's now gone. So I think the one thing that I would say upon walking through Hollywood Studios for the first time is it does feel, and you can tell me, oh, no, that's just a myth, but it does feel a little older in target audience, you know, the people who are going to go to Hollywood Studios are going. There's a few more thrill rides, I suppose, but there's there's also some like Star Wars stuff and there's some some older targeted focuses at Hollywood Studios that if you have the littles, you mm-hmm. probably will spend multiple days at Magic Kingdom. Whereas if you have one, kids that are older, like my son's nine, mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios as for a nine year old boy. Star Wars and all the thrill rides that are there. Yeah. That's the place for him. I will say, though, Hollywood Studios has a lot of the shows. So they are a little bit longer, but it is nice kind of breaking the day. But it has Disney Junior, which, as being with my little six-month-old, I'm very familiar with Vampirina now. And seeing those Disney Junior characters, I think, is going to be really fun. And that's at Hollywood Studios. And you don't get to see them I'm trying to think. Anywhere else? No. And they have the Disney Junior Dance Party. Which is fun. We did that. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like Frozen Ever After and they have Little Mermaid. And so it's a lot of the Beauty and the Beast. So it's a lot of the stage shows, which it's Hollywood, um, but is also good for for the younger kids to kind of sing along and and see them. I think they they realized that it had kind of become more of an adult park. uh, And so they're trying to make some of those changes. So you can meet Olaf there as well. Yeah. And I will say, I saw Frozen 2, and who wants to go back and see it with me? I do. Let's do it. I'm so excited. It, it was amazing. Which, I mean, you know I haven't been in the movie theater since they've changed everything. Yeah. Since, so I'm excited to see that since too. Since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, there there are a lot of things for everybody in Hollywood Studios, but I think you do get the advantage of a little extra thrill so that I, I would say the the on the thrill seeker end there's more for you at Hollywood yeah. Studios but there certainly is if you want to split up if if uh, you know one parent one kid wants to go ride rock and roller coaster and the other one wants to go see the new Lightning McQueen mm-hmm. attraction that is there you can certainly do that it's right next to each other and so so everybody has something yeah, at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and they are. That's where the new Star Wars is, which everybody's talking about right now. Um, so they're making more lands. Toy Story Land is there, which makes you feel like a toy in Andy's backyard. So they were trying to make that a little more kid-friendly. So there is something to do with everybody. You want to talk about Star Wars a little bit? Yeah, so this is going to be... I'm not a Star Wars... I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I've is seen Star... I, I saw what I would call the original three, which I guess is episodes four, five, and six... Uh, my my dad always liked him, so we watched him. So I always knew yeah. who Luke Skywalker was and and Darth Vader. And then as they came out with the new episodes, I saw them, but I never really got super into him. But my son at, yeah. at nine is into him, so I feel like if if we end up going back to Disney with the family and we're going to go take my kids to see Star Wars, we might have to. I don't. Well, you don't have to brush it up. No, and I think that. They've done such a good job that it's whether you're a diehard fan or somebody like us who's just, you know, we know what it is, but not immersed into it. They have something for everybody. The Galaxy's Edge, it's it's an immersive experience to where if you're in the land and you ask a cast member, where is Slinky Dog Dash? Well, I don't know where Slinky Dog, because you're in Batuu, you're Mm -hmm. in the land. And so they are completely immersed. They speak the language. They... 
it's it's an experience. Isn't hello or goodbye bright suns or something? It's a whole nother language, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. But I think it's something to see. And the ride there that's open right now, um, Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon yeah. I hear is... I, I mean, I'm definitely going to go see it, obviously, but it it seems pretty amazing. You get to fly the Millennium Falcon, and each individual experience is different. And yeah. you get to be a different position on said ride when you get in line and you go to do whatever it is you go to do. It's yeah. it's it's a unique experience each time you go on. Like if you go on a roller coaster, if you go on a uh, uh, go to a show, it's going to pretty much be the same thing every time. When you're on the Millennium Falcon. In uh, Galaxy's Edge, which is the name of Star Wars land, if mm-hmm. you will, in Hollywood Studios, it's different. Yeah. And it's you. there's different roles. So you can be a pilot one time, an engineer another time. So they have it to where you. it's different every time that you go. You may not make it. Yeah. You could <laughs> fail. And then you'll have to go again. Exactly. Um, so the other thing about Star Wars land is, or excuse me, Galaxy's Edge, Thank is you. that you have a second ride opening up, Rise of the Resistance, which is supposed to open up at the beginning of December. December 5th, which, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, maybe it's if you're catching up and it's past December 5th, you'll have more information than we have right now. But it's supposed, I've I've heard that it's supposed to be even more of a crazy experience than Flight of Passage, which is the premier ride in all of Walt Disney World right now. Yeah, yeah. And Again, it's they have tailored it to whether you're a diehard fan or not. That the I think it's going to be really cool. So I'm excited to check that out. There's also going to be a new hotel that's going to be opening there, and that's um, not going to be like a regular resort. It's going to be again an immersive experience to where you're on their schedule. You're in that land where you go into Star Wars, and so I'm really curious to see how that's going to. So if you're a Star Wars fan and you've if you've ever dressed up as and gone to like any type of cosplay type of yeah. thing. This is it. This is your fantasy. Yeah. This is like, what's the craziest thing that could ever happen? This is better than that. Yeah. You can get green or blue milk. Yeah. I don't know what that means. That's a thing. It's a thing. That people Star Wars it. people know yeah. about. Let's go back to the Disney <laughs> Junior uh, dance party. Uh, real quick, just talking about Star Wars, though, I do want to note that there are not fast passes for that right now. So that's the only land to where you can't get a fast pass for those attractions. You get a boarding ticket to kind of go hmm. on. So, um, And that could change. It Disney could change that could change. at any time. Yeah. I think just for the grand opening, because there's been so much hype around it and so much excitement, I think they wanted to just relegate the... Mm-hmm attractions and, and the amount of people in there. So yeah. so you get a boarding group to enter but two. So let's move over to Toy Story Land, which yeah. is real close to it. Toy Story Land is a fan family favorite in for my kids. And there are three attractions at mm-hmm. Toy Story Land. Yeah. There's the Slinky Dog Dash, mm-hmm. which is one of the newest rides. My three year old which... wrote it last time. And did she love it? My three year old wrote it last time. <laughs> I'm going to try really hard to get her back on again. It's one of those things where I want my kids to try it. And if they're scared, I still want them to give it a shot because they won't know how fun it is. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little scary, but that's kind of part of the point. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not scary as far as roller coasters go. As a grown person, 
that's not afraid of roller coasters, <laughs> you're not going to be intimidated by this roller coaster no, at all. No. But when you're three, you're riding a never, slinky dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How scary could it be? You can also get into a limo with Aerosmith on the other side of the park. Yeah. But anyway, so I we had my whole family do it, and we just wanted everybody to do it. Yeah. Once you get to the point where your whole family can start riding rides, and you don't have to ride or so swap excited. and do all the yeah. stuff, which we should talk about, um, it becomes more pleasant so we're like oh everybody do it and and the the poor girl my middle child who was chickening out in the line and i peer pressured her a little bit and she doesn't regret doing it but if i would have said do you want to do that again she would have said no way mom yeah the picture that they took oh yeah it's the most frightened i've ever seen her face. oh my <laughs> i should show it to people you i should. need i need to wait until she's an adult and she gives me clearance on that yeah. so that i don't get oh. like taken away because she looks she looks mortified my son, however, same age, went last year and is obsessed with it. Yeah. It's absolutely 100% up to each individual yeah. kid. It's not like this is okay for everybody who's seven. No. Right. There are going to be three year olds who are going to dig that, and there are going to be 12 year olds who have nothing to do with There's it. There's going to be 36 year olds that may not enjoy it either. It's possible. I, uh, I always judge my ride based on the restraint. Mm-hmm. So if there's a lap bar, Probably going to be okay. Yeah. If there's an overhead restraint, that may not be something that I want to (laughs) do. I'm like, tie me down and let it ride. I just, you know, I'm more of a small world kind of gal. Like, I like my Haunted Mansion slow track. I know. So do you do Toy Story Mania? I love Toy Story Mania. It's one of my faves. It is. And it's because it's immersive. So it's not just a ride where you're going through seeing things. You get to play games and you get to challenge each other and... I have yet to beat Dan Murphy, unfortunately. Is he, he is so good at it, is, and I don't know why. Is the husband competitive? Oh, my goodness, yes. Are you competitive? Oh, my goodness, yes, which is why we love these games. Same thing with... Toy- Maybe you need to stop doing offense and shooting. Yeah. Maybe you need to start doing defense and distracting. Actually, that's not a bad idea. See? That's not a bad idea. Next yeah. time. <laughs> Next May, when you're in Disney World, you're going to have to pull some things out of your sleeve and see what uh, you can do to distract yeah. Dan, and then at the end you'll be like, "That's right, I showed you that I was won. all a ruse." I know, and I don't, I'm, I don't know. And he's just so laid back about it, and just doesn't even try, and he still beats me every time. Maybe that's, that's it. He's laid that's back because he always beats you. That's it. If you start threatening his his world dominance yeah. on Toy Story Mania, <laughs> I doubt he'll be as laid back as would I. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there's the. Uh, well, t- tell us what oh, Toy sorry. Story. No, just tell us oh. what. Tell us like what Toy Story Mania. Oh is. yeah, I guess people would need to know what yeah. that is. Uh, it is a slow moving track ride. It is a 3D event, so you wear 3D glasses when you go through, and it's an interactive game to where you have um, like a carnival game. So it's all it's so digital. Fun. It's so much fun. Let's go right now. Okay, let's go. Bye. Okay, bye guys. Okay, we'll see you next Saturday. <laughs> exactly. We're at Toy Story Mania for a week. Trying to distract each other we'll just go live and we'll go live yeah and uh yeah um but it's you know you throw and it's all um interactive but digital so mm-hmm. you don't actually throw the ring toss or you're just, shoot you, you're just shooting out of a like a laser gun thing yeah. whatever the game in front of you and you just go through this cart you're in a cart and it goes on a track and it just positions you in front of screens that have different games on mm-hmm. and then you just go to town try to rack up as many points as you can yeah and the thing that i love about disney and i know i've mentioned this before is that when they think of everything they literally think of everything and with the immersive experiences like that when you have a 3d event and there's a ball that shoots by your head all of a sudden you feel a little puff of air and you're like 
oh my gosh, I just, I really almost just got hit by that ball. Duck! And it's just, yeah, it's just, and it, it's just such a, you can't even explain what the experience is. You just, you have to see it. And my, again, another ride that my three-year-old absolutely loves. It's good for everybody in the family. And it's, it's just a whole, a whole lot of fun. So, and I will also pro tip, parent tip here, mm-hmm. Google ways to score more points than your children <laughs> and don't tell them you Googled it. Yeah, maybe I should do that with Dan Murphy. You, yeah. <laughs> and husbands. Okay. This is a wife tip. Yeah. A wife and mother tip. Google the ride and you will find in each different scene that you go where you have to, you know, throw rings, like a ring toss or a dartboard or whatever that you're mm-hmm. you're shooting at that time. There are ways to score more points and you should figure those out and you should not tell anybody in your party and then you should just make them think you're awesome. Maybe he did that. I to was you. just gonna say maybe he did that. Eric is having a revelation. Oh my right goodness! Now. I gotta go home right now. Yeah. I have to go tell. I him. think <laughs> in the very first one, there is a chicken that pops up in the or a hen or something that pops up in the bottom right corner, and if you knock the hen off the hen house, it starts like throwing thousand point things up. You know, I think we need to put this on our resume. Like this is something. Why should I be hired for this job? Toy Story Mania I can expert. beat Toy Story Mania. Very resourceful. <laughs> Willing to keep company secrets. I like their Oh my. See? We this is yeah. we've got something here. Toy Story Mania is definitely a good one to look up and see how you could do it and or if you and if if maybe your spouse is a little too confident in their skills, maybe you and your kid who's 9 years old yeah. do a little pre-game research and uh, let them have it. My, yeah. my husband and I are like always walking through the line of Toy Story Mania and the kids are asking we're like Quiet. We need to. We need to focus. We need to read something. It's very important, and we're just trying to figure out ways to dominate. I've got a work email. Yeah. This is very important. Yeah. The only time Annie checks work emails is when she's in line at Toy Story Mania and Buzz Lightyear. What is that about? Well, and even when you're going through the queue at Toy Story Mania, there's all the toys, and there's like Lincoln Logs, and it's just it's toys such that, a fun, yeah, fun place. Games, toys that you're going to remember, yeah. not ones that you have now. Exactly. So there's one other ride. There is, but also at Toy Story Land, one of my favorites, besides the giant cookie that you can get at Woody's Lunchbox, is uh, the Army Men. Yes. I love them so much. It's, they're very green. They're very green, and they even have the little things on their feet to where it's like, you know, the old Army Men, when they try to walk, and they play the drums, and they interact, and it's just it's just fun. Yeah, it's and a little extra flavor. You can meet Buzz Lightyear. When mm-hmm. you walk in, there's a gigantic... Woody sculpture or statue or whatever when you walk in and he speaks to you when you come in so you can meet Woody you can meet um, you can actually like there's a character Woody there's a character what's her name not Jane (laughs) what's Woody's girlfriend's name oh my goodness how are we both you just I'm like I'm thinking um, Bo Peep right now Oh, you can um, meet Bo Peep, too. You can meet and Bo, Bo Peep. And Bo Peep, after seeing Toy Story 4, Bo Peep was my youngest, just absolute favorite. And and she really liked that she was wearing pants. And that they changed her, Bo Peep's, like, big bell uh, ball gown dress into pants with, like, a little cape, which they also just did for Elsa in Frozen 2. So you can meet all of these different characters there. You can get autographs. You can get pictures. If you have the memory maker, you can have them just show up in your app on your phone. You can have the PhotoPass photographers taking pictures with your phone. And just there, there's a lot to, to uh, see there. Also, so the third ride is Alien Swirling Saucer Spin. Did I say that correctly? You did. Yeah. And it's another good ride for... Jesse. Jesse. Why? I was thinking Jane. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was a J. That's going to bother me. Jesse. So 
you can meet all those characters, and I there's nowhere else you can meet those characters. They're all in Toy Story Land. You can maybe see them in a parade, a special parade from time to time. Mm-hmm. So the swirling saucers is, it's to me, it's uh, the closest thing that you get to like kind of a carnival ride that anybody can get on, and it's it's basically like the teacups. Yeah, I don't do well with spinning rides. No. <laughs> It's fun. I like it. It's it's not aggressive spinning, but mm-hmm. it it is a swirling saucer that you're in. So yeah. those are the three rides you can get there, and they're all um, the fast pass tiers in Hollywood Studios right now are kind of convoluted and goofy because they just changed them so that basically the only attraction that you would want to ride that isn't considered a tier one fast pass is Star Tours. Yeah, from what I understand. Yeah, Millennium Falcon doesn't have one. No fast passes. So to- it used to be Toy Story Land was all in one, and then uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, which is I don't know if would, I would consider Rock and Roller Coaster to be more intense than Expedition Everest. Wouldn't you? Oh yeah, I mean it's in the dark. <laughs> Have you done it? Well, say, said me that just said that Alien Swirl was a bit much. So maybe that's just not. Maybe I'm not She's the like, best. It's absolutely <laughs> it's terrifying. terrifying. But the music is cool. Yeah, it's fun. So what can you tell me? What the um, can you list off the ones that are tier one fast passes? You have that off the top of your head? Um, yeah, not off the top of my head because they did just change it. So I don't want to misspeak. Um, so let me look this up. But um, Millennium, or not Millennium Falcon, uh, the Rock and Roller Coaster Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are familiar with Tower of Terror. Um, that is the big, What is? what's it modeled after? Tower of Terror. Have you ever done? You, have you ever done Tower? That's not up your alley. No. I, I said Hollywood Studios for grownups. Yeah, I'm not a grownup. No, no, not Dan at Murphy all. Dan Murphy is. Uh, he is, and that's what I feel so bad because when we go Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone. Thank you, Tower of Terror. Um, he likes to do those rides, and I, I think I told the story about Mission Space, but uh, yeah, you bailed. Yeah, I just can't. Go listen to the Epcot episode. Yeah, I just can't. I can't. That's do okay. It. Nobody wants to be puked on. No, and I would. Yeah, I mean, I get carsick in the car, so like, and even even the bus ride to the park sometimes is a little bit too much for me. Erica, <laughs> she's gonna take some drama me to get from the resort to the. I need to. I've tried those bracelets. I've tried the things. It's just, um, I'm getting better. Tower of Terror is model after Twilight Zone, and it's the one that has the huge drop. Mm-hmm. I've never done that, but the only reason why my husband and I haven't done that is because. We've always had little kids and we knew this is not yeah. going to be for them. And that was one of those things that we did not want to do separately. Like we yeah. we want to go on that ride. Are you going to do it January? So we're going to do it in January. So yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. We're getting into Fast Pass window. Soon. Yeah. Very soon. That's so, the best. So Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, all of Toy Story Land, mm-hmm. right? So all three of those rides. Mm-hmm. That's tier one. That's tier one. Mm-hmm. So you have to book in in order to get a fourth fast pass for the day. You have to use the three ones that you're allotted to book. If you're staying on property, you can book sixty days out with your ticket. If you're mm-hmm. if you're staying off property, you can book thirty days out mm-hmm. with your ticket. Yep. So you have to book. You can only pick one of those five rides in your tier one, and then you have to pick two more from tier two. Yeah. And you can do some of the shows, you know, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, first time uh, the Frozen sing-along. These are tier two? These are tier two. So you, you can do fast passes for those, but they're not really needed. There's always room to get into. So 
I don't want to say like wasting a fast pass, but you could use it on, you know, something else like Star Tours or Star Tours is the only other thing that is not really a show. Mm-hmm. And Star Tours is kind of a 3D type of experience. It's fun. Yeah. I took my whole family on that last time. Three year old was a little spooked by it, but she managed through it. Um, so if if I'm booking them, I'm booking Star Tours. Well, actually, we've already planned this out for our, for January. What we intend to do is book Slinky Dog Dash. Uh huh. And take it as our third fast pass if we can. So, like at eleven o'clock, do Star Tours in the morning at nine, I think. And I think do Muppets. I think they open at ten because mm-hmm. the the Muppet Show. I think the Muppet Show is very very fun if you like the Muppets. I I am not like a huge Muppet fan, but I went and I laughed out loud while yeah. I was watching it. And if you've got to cross something off, Star Tours and Muppets are close to each other. Yeah. So in when you're when you're planning out your fast passes, and we're going to do another podcast on fast pass strategy, I think it's very important to try to make sure that we are staying within the proximity and not mm-hmm. spending an inordinate amount of time trekking from point A to point Z yeah. and then going back to point F. So if you can do those back to back, what we intend to do is Star Tours at nine a.m. When it opens, we'll probably go meet Olaf and I think Mickey and Minnie meet right there, too. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go to the 10 a.m. Muppets thing. And while I'm in the Muppets uh, show, I'll probably be trying to see if I can move the Slinky Dog Fast Pass up yeah. because we will have used the other two. And then specifically in Hollywood Studios, I like to use my Tier 1 Fast Pass last because, again, about proximity, if I use those other ones, if I use them right off the bat, you can't book another tier one fast pass mm-hmm. until you've used all three. So if I use the tier two fast passes first and use the tier one fast pass as my third fast pass, when I am now available to book another one, I'll be in Toy Story Land. So the hope is that I'll be able to snag a Toy Story Mania or yeah. Swirling Saucers or a Slinky Dog while I'm waiting in line It's for, for the third fast pass. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. <laughs> and I will say too... Um, so uh, Hollywood Studios, the landmark, like the castle or the Epcot ball, mm-hmm. is the Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. But it also was home to the Great Movie Ride, which was one of my favorite rides. Did you guys get to see that before it closed? Nope. Oh, God, it was so good. Dan hated it. Seems like, really, hated it. really important to Disney lifers. It is. And, and I, the I fact know, that I it's know gone is like, oh, my gosh. It was... I mean, it was outdated and it was, um, you know, kind of old animatronics. It basically, and it was long. That's what Dean was like. How long is this thing? I'm like, just shut up and listen. Just, it's so much fun. It's amazing. But it like, it takes you through, through the different movies and there's different tracks. Like you could go see Wizard of Oz and I'm saying all this and it's not there anymore. And I'm really sad about it. However, they are coming out with Mickey and Minnie Railway, Railroad, which is going to be the first ever attraction to ever star Mickey and Minnie. And I'm so excited about it. Yeah. And I'm hoping and praying that it'll be open because it says spring of 2020. Please be open by May. <laughs> You'll just have to go back if it's not. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just that's going to be really cool. But that's always been it has the handprints outside. It's like the Chinese theater. So mm-hmm. um it's it's a really cool spot too. So from the shows that you can see, I've seen Frozen Ever mm-hmm. After is what it's called. That is a really really fun show. Yeah. If you go, I, I highly. What's that? It snows. Yeah, I didn't know that was going <laughs> to happen either. Like of all the research that I ever did on that, I did not realize it was going to do that. It was like a genuine like moment of 
Oh, that's really <laughs> cool because I thought that I knew everything, and surprisingly, I didn't. Yeah, again. Um, so I would highly recommend the Frozen Ever After. It's a sing along, mm-hmm. and people do sing along, and it's funny, and there's funny stuff for the adults. It's not. This is not just a show that's going to entertain children. It will entertain people of all ages. Um, I've seen the Muppet Show. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. The is it the Voyage of the Little Mermaid? Mm-hmm. I love that show, and some people don't love yeah. it as much. But I like it because you get to see Eric for one. Prince Eric is there. That's sweet, and you get to hear it's it's a live performance where yeah. you have a live aerial on stage, and they tell a seventeen minute version of yeah. the Little Mermaid. Not to be confused with the live version that was just on television, which no. we'll talk about later. <laughs> did you did you like it? No, I mean it was fine for what I don't it was. Watch, I don't watch any of them because I know that I'm not gonna. Yeah, well, and I'm a I'm a Broadway junkie, so pair those two together, sure. and I had real high hopes. But I will say I love John Stamos. So Uncle Jesse will always have a place in my heart, and he could do no wrong. So, um, but it's just it's keep a fun it being show. Uncle Jesse. What about Aunt Becky? Well, we'll talk about that later. So, I mean, do we want to talk about <laughs> politics now, or are we crossing that's not politics? Yeah. That's crime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, the Disney Junior Dance Party, I think, is a fantastic opportunity. I am so excited to do that for it's. They get the kids so involved, and it's inside and it's air conditioned. Yeah. If you're going in the summer and you need a, a little bit of a break do it it yeah. is so worth it yeah phantasmic and you know how i feel about phantasmic i am obsessed with phantasmic it i i hate to say that the nighttime show is at, at hollywood studio which is called phantasmic well they have two because they have a galaxy mm-hmm. they, is it at the galaxy's edge is that the name of the star wars spectacular there's a fireworks show um for star wars as well that they project onto the theater the I theater think. the yeah the chinese theater so phantasmic is the nighttime show in Hollywood studios and it's, you sit in an amphitheater, which just by virtue of having a place to sit yeah. and watch that is so much better than standing in a crowd <laughs> full of people in where it's a sea of people. Yeah. Like the first time I, I couldn't believe it. And it started to give me a little of anxiety at happily ever after in front of the, the oh, castle yeah. in magic kingdom. Um, but that's why I said to get a scooter, too, because then the kids can sit down. That's true. You, know. you, you kind of make some space for yourself. Yeah. So Fantasmic is a stage show, but it's got lots of different things that go into it. it you get to see so many characters. It's Mickey's dreams. So yeah. it's taking you through nightmare, good dreams. There's um, water screens. There's great lasers. Music. Great, great, great music. Mm-hmm. Great music. Um, it is rivaled after the show in Disneyland, if anybody's ever been to Disneyland. Um Mixed reviews again on that. If you're a diehard Disneyland person, which it's like you know West Side Story. Listening here, when you're a jet, you're a jet. When you go to <laughs> Disneyland, it's um, it, but it's it's such a cool cool show. But I will say too, um, it is bleachers. So while it is nice to sit down, if you are traveling with parents or somebody older, the bleachers. It's a it's a twenty minute show. So mm-hmm. sitting on a bleacher, bring a pillow or something. Yeah, I'll take a bleacher. Yeah, after a long day, <laughs> if I'm sitting down and it's it's dark and not beating down on me uh, from a sun standpoint. Uh, a little tip too that I have used multiple times and I would highly recommend using again is they have the VIP dining packages yeah. at Hollywood Studios that gets you VIP seating at Fantasmic, which. A, I do believe is better seating, but B, it's 
much better access. What what can Absolutely. you tell us about the dining packages? Well, I mean, if you, it's it's not any additional money, first of all. So if you're on the Disney dining plan, you're already going to be eating at these places it's anyway. A credit. So you may as well, and it's one credit, mm-hmm. you may as well just get the VIP pass. And it doesn't matter if you go for breakfast or lunch or what time you go because they give you a card. There's a separate entrance. You don't have to go in with the general seating. It's roped off. It's just a totally different experience. And you don't have to rush there. The line starts probably an hour before the show. And so you don't have to stand in that line. You can just bypass it and and go right to the VIP seating. And the VIP seating is right in the center of the stage. Yeah. So you can do a fast pass for Fantasmic. If you do a fast pass for Fantasmic, then you have to, if you if you get it ahead of time, you have to book it and just know that you're not going to use yeah. another fast pass that day. So I would recommend if you don't do a dining package that you do get a fast pass. However, the VIP seating is in the center. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can sit there. Mm-mm. It's just you. You don't have to fight for a seat. You have a little extra space. Uh, whereas you can have a very, if, if you don't do a fast pass, if you don't do VIP, uh, dining package, you could be off to the side quite a bit. I've never yeah. sat there, so I'm not going to say that it's bad. You're still going to get to see the show. Disney doesn't really put people in bad seats per no. se, Yeah. but the, at, at that time of night with my family, just being able to like, you know, you go in, you move in with the crowd when they open the place for everybody to go sit in, but you have a spot. You're not fighting for anything. It is yeah, totally worth it. And the I can't get over the music. I listen to the music in my car all the time. I it is one of my favorite soundtracks. Yeah. So the dining packages you can get. Um, the one that I recommend doing if you're going with a family is the Hollywood and Vine uh, buffet. The morning, the breakfast, which is a very good breakfast. I'm more, but I just like breakfast buffets more than I like lunch mm-hmm. and dinner buffets. If you have little ones. The breakfast is a character dining experience as well, and that is with Disney Junior characters, which is cool because they come to your table. Each character uh, at a time come to your table. You get to take your own pictures with them. They'll sign autograph books. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Disney Junior is the character breakfast. The other ones are like the Fab Five. Yeah. And I don't want to give too much away because I think that Fantastic is very special for me. But at the very end, you get to see a lot of characters that you may not get to see in the park as well. Yeah. So there is... Some that you know you're not going to see anywhere in the park. I mean, Steamboat Willie is one that you will never see and he's right out there, which is really cool. Very cool. Yeah, especially if you're like a Disney junkie. Yeah. So... Hollywood and uh, Vine. I always want to say Hollywood and Dine, and I always wonder why they didn't name it that. Hollywood and Vine, <laughs> Mama Melrose. Yeah, which is my it's my favorite. I mean, I like the Italian. It's mm-hmm. the you know pizza and pasta and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's back over by Star Tours and all that. So mm-hmm. if once we typically get through Toy Story Land, we'll go have lunch there and then head on over. Um, that's a really good one too for for Italian lovers. Yeah, and then is the last one the the. How, is it Hollywood Brown Derby? Brown Derby, yeah. yeah which um, I've actually never eaten at. I'm getting a reservation for when we go in May so that we can check it out. But um, it's more of a classic. Two credits two per credits, yeah. meal. So it's a, a fine dining mm-hmm. experience. And if you are somebody who's looking, if you really want to invest the time in the food, it's probably worth a shot. I've yeah. never gone because we were eating with Disney Junior characters for <laughs> breakfast. That's <laughs> well, where my life yeah. stages right now. Well, that's what I'm torn with because... Um, for whatever reason, whatever he sees Vampirina, he smiles so big. In the first five minutes of Mickey's 
clubhouse mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing when he, Mickey comes out and says, oh, do you want to see my... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He gets so excited. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what that is. So I want to add to going back to the Star Wars conversation. There are a lot of sto- Star Wars characters that you can get in line and meet as yeah. well. So if you are someone who wants to meet Chewbacca, I know Darth Vader has met. I know uh, Darth Maul has met. Mm-hmm. Uh, BB-8 meets, I think R2-D2 might have at one point. I, and they could change those. At any point in time, like even for a day, if for some reason one character is maybe mm-hmm. ill, <laughs> out of commission. <laughs> um, so, so from the Star Wars standpoint, there's that. From the Disney Junior standpoint, and the uh, different shows that you can go see, there's mm-hmm. certainly a lot of of things to watch for people who are both younger and older who might yeah. not want to do the thrill rides but want to go experience these things with their grandkids. Yeah, certainly that exists as well. And for the thrill seekers. There's quite a bit too. So I'm I I I am high on on Hollywood Studios right now. I know yeah. previously it was supposed to be the like the least favorite park. If you pulled the audience, it would probably pull the worst. I think that they're doing mm-hmm. some major major imagination to that park. So I think that I think there's I don't think they're done yet. I think there's still going to be more more tricks up their sleeves. Awesome. Um, we didn't talk real quick about the uh, Indiana Jones Spectacular. Did oh, yeah. you see that? I So that is one thing that I remember from 1989 yeah. or 1990 that I went to. We have not gone through it because I didn't know how well... I don't... I need to go... My husband and I hopefully will go see it when we go in January, but I didn't know if it would entertain my kids, if it would scare my kids, or if it would bore my kids because they don't have any frame of reference for what right. Indiana Jones is. Yeah. So, but it's still going. It's still going strong. strong. And there is a little insider trick. There's a well outside of it with a rope that says, do not pull. Pull Pull it. it. (laughs) Of course. Oh, speaking of Indiana Jones, I should have said this should have been the very first thing that I said, because this is my most favorite thing about Hollywood Studios. They do something called Jedi training. Oh, yeah. And the first year we went, my son did this. He was eight. And you sign up and then all these you, you meet at one location, which is right by where the Indiana Jones attraction exits. And you basically sign up to learn how to be a Jedi. And so these little kids, I think I think they take up to 10 or 12. It might even be 12. Mm-hmm. And they're small. I think you have to be at least three or four, but maybe it's four. I think it's four because my daughter, my youngest, couldn't do it this year. And she totally would have taken on Darth Vader. So they line them up. They put them in these little cloaks. Mm-hmm. With little hoods. Yeah. And then they start marching from that point all the way over to where, like, Star Tours is. Mm-hmm. And the the leader goes, Jedi training! <laughs> and then the little kids go, here we come! <laughs> and then they just go, Jedi training! <laughs> so when you get back from vacation, your children will be walking around the house going, Jedi training! It is the most adorable thing. They go in there and they all get these lightsabers. And then they learn from Ray. And another character, I don't know who the characters are, how to be a Jedi. And then all of a sudden, and it's, I mean, because Disney is just the bomb at this stuff. The sound system, wherever it is hidden, is massive. And then all all of a sudden, these doors on the stage that these kids are learning on, they part and this smoke just comes billowing out. And then you hear Darth Vader's bum, bum, bum. And you're like... I don't even like Darth Vader. <laughs> I am not watching You're Star like, Wars. I'm like, oh my god, it's Darth Vader! And the kids, these little children, they've got their, they've been told how to use the Force. They've got their lightsabers. They're like, bring it on, Darth Vader. Yeah. It's so heartwarming. Yeah. And then Kylo Ren comes out and and fights as well. And and so they they learn how to 
it's like cut to the left, cut to the right, uh, go to the head and duck. And like, so they teach these kids these four moves that they're supposed to do. And then they get their chance to go up and fight against Darth Vader or Kylo Ren. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's like, I think that of all the things my, at least my son did at Disney World, he will always, always, always remember Jedi training. Ugh. You have to get to the park early. Early, yeah. Yeah, rope drop for sure. So the tip that I have for you is to, if you have small kids, here's how your Hollywood Studios day can go, if you like it, if this works mm-hmm. for you. 8 a.m. breakfast reservation at Hollywood and Vine mm-hmm. for a Disney Junior character breakfast. The park doesn't open till nine, mm-hmm. so you're going to get in an hour early for your reservation. So if you show up at seven forty-five and go walk back there to sign up for Jedi training, you'll have no problem getting yeah the spot that you want. Yeah. So you have to go sign up in the morning. There's no reservations. There's no fast pass. There's nothing you can do to reserve your spot other than show up that morning mm-hmm. and sign your kid up for the time slot that you want. Yeah. And it was yeah. I'm really looking for, and that's what I don't I don't think about these things because I never had kids to do it. I'm. So excited because mm-hmm. we'll stop and watch them too. And they have um, what are the white guys called? The army guys, the Imperi- not the imperial walkers. See, this is how cool we are. Yeah, we're stormtroopers. I'm really sorry, guys. Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Thank you. Let's go back to Disney Junior. They'll have them walk through, and they have the music. And again, not a huge Star Wars fan, obviously. But when you see the stormtroopers, and then you see the kids, and it's just, it's a whole. It's very cool. It's a very cool experience. And you hear that music, and mm-hmm. you're just like. This is cool. So thank you for listening today. This is Hollywood Studios. If you are interested in learning more about Magic Kingdom or Epcot, we've already done those episodes. We still need to get to Animal Kingdom. That'll be the next one that we do. And if you like this, would you please consider subscribing to this podcast or sharing it with a friend? Because we are just trying to get the word out there for people who love Disney as much as we do. Kind of an interesting dichotomy here between Erica and myself. I am professionally a talk show radio host, but uh, more importantly a mom and uh you know just trying to hold down the fort at home every day and i've i've discovered in the last i don't know it's like 16 months even it's not even two years this passion i have yeah. just for the for the the sheer happiness that i get to experience with my family all of these things are just a means to an end which mm-hmm. is the happiness that i get to share with my kids and with my husband yeah at disney world there's nothing like it it's it's amazing. So I am very much so a newbie and basking in the <laughs> happiness that it provides me. Erica um, just had a child this year, so mm-hmm. she's got a six month at home at home. But she is a Disney lifer mm-hmm. to the point where she's actually with Magic Mouse Vacations at MagicMouseVacations.com. She's a travel agent, so we come at this Disney World love from very different places, but we meet right there in the middle. Yeah, and it's one of those things that whether you're 16 months into your Disney journey or lifelong, it's it never ends. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something like, oh, you're an adult. It grows. You grow out of it. It's. I mean, you know, I've never grown out of it. It's just gotten stronger. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. It gets stronger, becomes more expensive. But when you realize that you're buying priceless memories, That's how do thing. you put a price on that? Yeah, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I mean, the memories that I have there with my grandmother, who's no longer with us, the memories I have with my younger brother and sister, and now the memories that I'm going to create with my son, I would pay. 10 times more. Please don't raise the prices, Disney. But I would pay 10 times <laughs> I more. Would, I would count on it. That's why they can supply and demand. Yeah. If you like that conversation, you should listen to the rest of my <laughs> podcast. If not, you should just ignore it and just know that we have this Disney thing in common. 
and it's fantastic. And mm-hmm. and and to, just to remind you, as a, a travel agent that Erica is with Magic Mouse Vacations at magicmousevacations.com, you can go to that website and find Erica. Any question that you have, you don't have to be planning a vacation. Just ask Erica questions that you might have, and she'll be able to answer them for you. And it's always exciting to me to listen to how Erica is able to plan vacations all over the spectrum. People going for the very first time, they don't want to spend an inordinate amount of money. And you're planning a family vacation right now, from what I understand, for a family of five that is like around the 3,000. It's in the 3,000s. Yeah. For five nights, six days. Yeah. And they're doing the quick service dining. So they're, you know, they're doing it they have a part they don't aren't going to park every day they're mm-hmm. doing a resort day so we can be as aggressive as you want if you want to go 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 park 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 if you want to be a little more laissez-faire about it mm-hmm. and maybe do a resort day um we're all over the spectrum it's fantastic well please consider uh checking out my friend erica and asking her the questions that you might have you can ask him of me too and i will give you my answers but i'll probably just still tell you to go <laughs> go ask erica because she's so good at this and i hope you enjoyed this conversation this pixie podcast about hollywood studios the next one up we do will be on animal kingdom please consider going and checking out the ones we have done on on Magic Kingdom and on Epcot, as well as our Disney vocabulary episode and our common apprehensions that people have about planning their very first Walt Disney World vacation. Like, subscribe, and share this podcast, if you will, and we will catch you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.